Here is a warning. Please listen to this. If you are an employer thinking about combining an ICRA with a traditional group plan offering, please listen to this. An ICRA is an individual coverage health reimbursement arrangement. It's been around since 2020, beginning of 2020. It's a new law that came out that allowed these plans. Please take some time to learn about it. It is a phenomenal. At first glance, you're like, this is dumb. That's what I did in 2020, which was a mistake, but it was also COVID. First glance, you might be like, this is stupid. And then once you look at it and research it and kind of just go with open mind, you're going to see what I see, which is lots of benefits. There are a few negatives too. But if you're thinking about combining both of these, here's the warning. This could be one of the best moves you ever make. All right, I did it. I did it. I used clickbait. I got you in with a warning. But it's true. This is an amazing strategy to combine these two things in the same organization. Now, this is a, some people know this, a lot of people don't, because I talk about this and a lot of people say, you can do that legally? Yes, you can in the same company, organization, nonprofit, any size company, any type of company, anywhere in the nation, right? Doesn't matter. United States, for instance, not, we're not talking about European plans here. You can in the same company have a class of people that you offer the ICRA and a different class of people you offer a, a group plan. Different classes. There are 10, maybe 11 now. I forget. There's 10 or 11 different ways you can slice and dice these classifications up. It's very flexible. It is so mind-boggling. The more I research, I'm like, this is, this is a game changer for companies and employees. Like, this is really going to help you, the organization, if you're the CEO, CFO, executive director, if you're a decision maker, HR manager, whatever it is, benefit specialist, this is really great for that position when you're when you're thinking about protecting the organization from the rising cost of healthcare and the reduction of coverage that we've all seen. And it's also great for the employees in these. So it's, a, it's actually a win-win, which is rare to find. So the warning is, this is really cool. You should research this. So yes, I will repeat, any size company, right? Any type of company, any structure, meaning you have a company that has a union contracted workforce, you have salaried employees, you have hourly employees, you also have 1099 contractors, and you also have a subset that does government S has SCA contracts. I don't know. I made up a really convoluted scenario. Yes, those are all different classifications that you can offer either an ICRA or a group plan. Now, you can't offer the same inside one class. That's, the, that's a little bit of the limitation, but that's okay because that would make no sense anyways. So, for instance, if you take your salaried employees as a class and your hourly employees as a class, you have to decide what, what you're going to offer each of those. You can't say to your hourly employees, you get to pick that would be called, that's called adverse selection. That is an insurance term that you learn when you get licensed, when you first go through to become an insurance agent. Adverse selection is what you protect. That, that doesn't work with insurance. So that's why that's not allowed. So just get that in mind. But that's okay. It's, it's, it, it, you don't want that anyways. It makes it more confusing. Seriously, look at this. They, let me give you a quick story. I'm on a call yesterday. One of my partners is talking about a company. They have 4,000 employees. They have 2,500 of those employees that are in a classification that they are trying to, they're struggling with what to do because they're offering them the group plan and they have low participation. They have 1,500 employees that have decent participation and they're like, what do we do? We're not able to, they're, they're waiving the coverage 
So they're not getting the benefit of, of, of offering benefits, right? This is non-cash compensation, tax deferred leverage. Insurance is leverage. You pay some money and you can have, and it's unlimited use. If you get, you know, if you need open heart surgery and it's a million dollar claim, it's unlimited usage for you. There's no max. Out of, there's a max out of pocket for you. So it's a leveraged benefit. It's great. It's better than just giving someone money because it's insurance and it can be used in all different ways, but they're not getting participation. So no one's taking it. So it's wasted. And then the employees are complaining about it. So you offered a benefit and they're like, this is too expensive and it's not very good. Like I'm not paying $800 a month for $4,000 deductible plan, even with some of the, the ACA, ACA subsidies and the, not subsidies, the, um, the part B, um, affordability calculation and 9.12. Hopefully you know what that means for an ALE. Even there, they might be like, you know, I'm going to pay $50 a paycheck for a $4,000 HSA plan. It's not that great of a plan. So I'm going to waive coverage. This situation is where they're talking about offering the ICRA to the hourly and then a, a traditional group plan to the salary. The beauty of this is the ICRA can be designed very differently than the group plan. They can do a flat amount. They can do amount based on age banded or specific ages. Now, there are some compliance things you have to work through. The 9.12 affordability, make sure you have an advisor that has talked to you about that and documents this every year for you. I see this now. Like, where's your, you're not affordable. I'm talking to a company now. They're not, they're not affordable. Like, where's your broker been? They're They're not even helping you with this. Ultimately, it's your the company's responsibility. It's not the broker's ultimate responsibility to do that, but they should be helping you. So you have those things in play, and then they're going to offer a traditional group plan for the for the other segment, the fifteen hundred employees. This is a game changer for everybody. It's such a flexible offering, and it's going to empower, improve morale, make the employees be like, "Wow, this is great. It's a great fit for them." I will tell you. Last point before I end this this session. On the group insurance side, there are five ways you can structure a group plan. And you need. And my suggestion is you have a familiarity with them. You don't have to be an expert. This is what we do. We love this stuff. We're weird, I know. You need to know that there are five ways. Because when I ask people, do you know the five ways to structure a small group, uh, a group insurance plan, that most people can't name them. Like, okay, this is a problem. Like, you should at least be able to recognize them. And even when I say them out loud, they're like, I don't know what that is. Okay, that's even more of a problem. So the five ways are, just so you know, you can use a fully insured contract. You can use a level funded contract. You can use a retail self-funded contract. You can use a wholesale custom plan. Or you can use a cost plus model, also called reference-based pricing, RBP. Five different ways. They all have good stuff. They all have bad stuff. Or plus and minuses, I should say. You know, they have advantages and disadvantages. Some are a great fit. Some places, some are not a great fit. My my suggestion, my last warning, I guess, is if you're going to go buy a car, maybe go to a dealership that offers all five kinds of cars. Plus this special motorcycle that's the six that's called an ICRA. You know, maybe they have knowledge on all those so that they can help you make a decision without being biased. Bias is a huge problem in the insurance industry. It is in lots of them, but it's rampant. And my suggestion is, and this is a little bit of a plug for us, we we're, we sell and operate and have placed all those plans. 
So we're familiar with how they all work. And we're not biased to anyone. We get paid about the same no matter what we play. So it's not a financial thing for us. It's a strategy discussion. You want an advisor to help you over the next few years with the strategy using the right tool. So with that, you can check me out at millingroup.com. That's where you can contact me or on LinkedIn. Hope this is valuable and we will talk soon.